The Tigers hire a new coach. We'll talk about that. There also might be some subtractions to the coaching staff. We'll discuss that. There is an injury update we got to talk about. Minor league free agency beginning and who the Tigers are going to be losing to it. Another Eduardo Rodriguez update. And then Spencer Torgelson winning an award. Let's talk about it all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers. Your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, November 9th, 2023. Thank you so much for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Alrighty, welcome back, everybody. Hope you are all having a fantastic week. Happy Thursday. Uh, so today we're going to talk about a few things here. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to clean up and discuss on today's show. So we're going to start off with just some news and notes. The Tigers making some additions to their organization uh, and in, in some pretty prominent positions. So we'll talk about that. There's also some subtractions that are likely going to happen. They hire a new coach that will directly go to the coaching staff. We'll talk about him. Uh, we will also talk about some injury updates. Everybody has their eyes on Casey Mize, rightfully so. Uh, but there's some other injury discussions to have as well. And the Tigers released an injury update uh, a couple of days ago. We're going to discuss minor league free agency. And if you have been paying attention at all to the Scott Harris era, you're aware that the minor league free agency uh, is uh, certainly not just as important, um, but is uh, is something that the Tigers are going to be working as well, uh, just for depth purposes. And I, we're not going to talk about like targets, right? There's a billion names out there in minor league free agency, but we will discuss the list of names that the Tigers are losing in minor league free agency. And uh, wow, take a drink of water every time I say minor league free agency. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the list of names the Tigers are losing, though, and uh, and how, you know, where they might need to fill the void positionally and stuff like that. Then we're going to talk about Eduardo Rodriguez. Oh, my goodness. Another report on Wednesday that everybody got really, really mad over. I'll tell you what. I I, I understand. I understand the, the anger, and you have every right to react however you want to about it, right? Um, I can just tell you for me, I'm so just over this entire thing. I'm so over it. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it later, but that, that's really my biggest thing is I'm just, I'm just done with it. Um, and then we'll end the show by talking about Spencer Torgelson winning tiger player of the year. Okay. Let's start off with some news and notes here. James Rousen, uh, sounds like officially got offered the position of hitting coach to the New York Yankees. They'll negotiate for a couple of days. And then it is presumed that he is going to be the next hitting coach for the New York Yankees, wishing him nothing but the best. He was only here a year um, and was one of three hitting coaches for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, pretty highly respected guy, good pedigree. Um, not a surprise that he got a look elsewhere after just one year. So uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see uh, what happens, but wishing him nothing but the best in terms of the Detroit Tigers and what we do to fill that void now, uh, there's a couple of avenues. One, you only have two hitting coaches, still more than some teams have, right? Um, but uh, you just have one assistant and one hitting coach and you just roll with that. 
but it sounds like they're pretty, uh, I don't know, like pressed, but it sounds like they like the idea of having more voices in the room there. So uh, the one possibility to replace Rousen, this is reported by Evan Petzold of The Freep. We talk about Evan all the time. Great at his job. Great dude as well. Um, but Ev says that Anthony Lapose, who is the uh, currently the Mud Hens manager, the AAA Mud Hens manager. So uh, there's a chance that he is going to be a consideration for replacing him, but we'll keep an eye on that and see what happens. Uh, the other addition to the organization is Kelly Boyce, who is now the assistant athletic trainer for the Detroit Tigers. And uh, she worked with the Diamondbacks and the Tigers uh, head athletic trainer is Ryan Eubanks, who also worked with the Diamondbacks. So uh, presumably they've worked together before, uh, but this is somebody yeah, who has a, a pretty long and, and highly regarded track record in the Diamondbacks minor league department for uh, the athletic trainer. She was a medical coordinator, an athletic trainer, and a rehab performance therapist, according to Ev of, again, the Detroit Free Press. So uh, yeah, welcome, Kelly. Congratulations. And I, I think my biggest thing is just like, I will hire 75 assistant athletic trainers, if that means that we can even cut down the pitching injuries in this organization by like 5%. If we can even just mitigate that a little bit, I will hire as many athletic trainers as you want. Um, but yeah, again, Kelly comes with uh, presumably a, a pretty high pedigree. So congratulations. Welcome the newest member of the Tigers organization. Um, and then, yeah, the, the next one is the biggest one of the day. The Tigers hire Joey Cora to join the Tigers coaching staff. I uh, spent two seasons as the Mets third base coach. And it sounds like this is again, reported by Evan Petzold, who's just all over everything at all times. Um, he sounds like Cora will be the third base coach and not the first base coach. Gary Jones was the Tigers third base coach last year. And, uh, Amezaga was the Tigers' first base coach this year, and he that the team and him have parted ways. So uh, it sounds like Cora is going to go to third. Gary Jones is going to remain on the staff, but be in the dugout, maybe a bench coach type of role. Um, and now we are still without a first base coach. Uh, and it sounds like originally there was reported and rumored that um, Gabe Alvarez, who's the Erie Seawolves manager, was maybe in consideration for that role, but it sounds like he's going back to, to Erie. So they, they bring in a base coach and are still one short, uh, oddly enough, even though they didn't get rid of both of them, but it looks like Gary Jones will be in a different role in 2024. So we will see what happens, but the Tigers still on the hunt for another base coach. It looks like going forward. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, let's talk about injuries. The Tigers PR department had an injury update go out, uh, I think two days ago, as you're listening to this yesterday for me. So let's talk about that. We will do that right after I tell y'all about our friends over at Jace Medical. I just learned that you can get a one year supply using Jace Medical of ED medication. You realize what that means? You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis or Viagra, et cetera, whatever prescription you have. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout for the discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. 
quote, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit and I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. Again, that is a verified customer about Jace Medical. So if you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off of your purchase. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two of Locked on Tigers. I appreciate you all for tuning in, making us your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We'll be back tomorrow talking about offseason ball, baby. This is a this is a good part of the year. This is uh this is this is fun stuff's happening. We got stuff to talk about every day. We have, you know, moves that are like objectively and directly correlated to 2024. This is this is this is fun. Okay. And we're gonna have more like big talks about what the Tigers can continue to do this offseason as well, obviously, as the offseason goes along. Next week, one of the episodes will be about who to protect in the rule from the rule five draft and add to the 40 man roster. And then subsequently who's going to get the ax and who is going to get trimmed off of the 40 man roster to make room for those players. Um, so that decision's looming. We're about a week away from that. So we will definitely have that show for you relatively soon as well. Let's talk about a medical update from the Detroit Tigers organization. This was issued on yeah November 7th. So two days ago, as you're listening to this, um, just really quickly, we'll run through it here. Alex Fiedo is completing his normal offseason throwing program. He had a uh, that finger blister that sat him down for the remainder of the season. It sounds like he's all fine. Riley Green continues to progress through his post-op rehab protocol. No clue what that means. I'm not a doctor, but good for him. Sounds great. Uh, Matt Manning, who obviously fractured a bone in his right foot, is completing his normal off-season throwing program along with normal strength and conditioning workouts. That's great. Good for you. This one was kind of a surprise one. Nick Maton was on the report, uh, had a left knee injury. I'm not sure what that word is. Again, not a doctor. Received a procedure to address left knee discomfort. He is progressing through his post-op rehab. Casey Mize very famously completed a bullpen session on Tuesday. And he will complete another bullpen session on Friday, November 10th, and then initiate his normal off-season strength and conditioning workouts. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Normal. The word normal was in there. That alone just gets me hyped. Freddie Pacheco continues to pro- progress through his post-op rehab protocol as well, still on the 40-man roster. And then Winsiel Perez, who uh, had a lower back injury and apparently has received a series of injections for his lumbar spine at the end of the season and is completing rehab as well. You know, Winsteel Perez, we'll start with him, is, uh, is I think if he was healthy, he would have gotten called up, uh, maybe instead of Andre Lipsius, or at least with him. Uh, I, I really believe that. I, I think that Perez was having a really good stint in Toledo to end the season, and I'm kind of bummed out that we didn't get a chance to uh, to see him for at the major league level because he was doing really, really well in Toledo. He got off to a little bit of a slow start in Erie, but then he got promoted and started setting the world on fire. I, I wish we could have gotten an opportunity to see him, uh, but he's still on the 40 man roster still has options left. He'll be around. So maybe next year is the year for him, but glad to see that Freddie Pacheco. I've been wanting to see Freddie Pacheco since the start of, uh, uh, of us bringing him in. Uh, so I'm hoping that he can get 
fully healthy. Mize, everybody, obviously everybody wants to talk about. I'm just so pumped the word normal is in there. Like there's, I think we're finally, we're finally through the thick of it. And I'm hoping that next year he can really uh, put the league on notice. We will, uh, we'll certainly talk about Mize a lot as the offseason goes along. Nick Baton, sure. Hope everything's good with him. Matt Manning sounds good. Riley Green sounds good. Alex Fieda sounds good. So uh, nothing really like groundbreaking or earth shattering, but I want to talk about Winsteel Perez and Casey Mize specifically because those are the two biggest ones in my brain. So there's your injury update. Uh, minor league free agency for the Detroit Tigers has uh, officially kicked off, I guess not for the Detroit Tigers, for all of baseball has officially kicked off. Um, there's a couple of names in there that I, I want to discuss in just in terms of their impact on the, the, the impact their loss is going to have on the Tigers organization. Um, one, just like Trey Winginter is part of this. We knew that that was going to happen. Andrew Vasquez also in this, on this list, we knew that those two were going to happen because they just got option. They just cleared waivers and got sent down. So uh, we'll see what happens with those two. I still think there's a chance that Winginter comes back on a non 40 man roster invite, uh, kind of one year deal, minor league deal next year. But we'll see where the offseason takes us. Uh, Ronnie Garcia, officially a minor league free agent. You know, hats off to Ronnie Garcia, man. Uh, obviously, was not like some world beater at the major league level, but uh, a guy who was a rule five pick in 2019, 2020, maybe. And. When he first found himself on the Major League roster, it, he was like, do you guys remember back, well, I don't even know if that's really a great comparison, honestly, now that I think about it, but he was just a guy that they continuously threw out there when it was a blowout, either way. And, and it was just like, he's going to get absolutely like drilled out there. He's going to give up ropes just consistently. And so... His development, and then he was hurt for like an entire year. Was that 2021? He just missed the entire year, and there was like no really reports of anything. He just like didn't really play, and he was hurt. Uh, and then he, he he like his development, like he I, I thought I think he's taken strides, and he was so young when the Rule Five draft pick happened, and he got clowned on a lot like his first year, and I probably like what was a part of that as well, just because he was just the epitome of like the game is over, throw Ronnie Garcia out there. Um, and uh, I do think that, I mean, he's a minor league free agent. He's not going to get signed to a major league team. He's not going to get a spot on a 40 man anywhere, but he will get work somewhere. You know, he will, some team will take a chance on him. It might still even be the Tigers who knows, but I, I really do. Uh, like he did take steps forward. He did. Uh, and, and I think that he just deserves some credit. So the Ronnie Garcia, Detroit Tigers era may officially be behind us. Uh, there's a couple of names on here like Nick Solak, Michael Papirski, um, that just guys that Julio E. Rodriguez, like not the, obviously Mariners, Julio Rodriguez, Julio E. Rodriguez, uh, just some guys that the Tigers picked up midseason or early on in the season or like in spring training uh, for depth purposes and never really needed them. Uh, that's fine. That's still job finished, right? Like that you, you brought them in for organizational depth. Solak, I think played one game at the major league level. Did he even record an at bat? I'm trying to remember. I'm sure, I guess he must've, if he played in the game, I, I regardless, th there's just some, it's important to have organizational depth. And that's something that when Harris came in, I was appreciative of, uh, there's, there's plenty of things that I, I've disagreed with him on and that, that, 
I've butted heads, uh, you know, philosophy wise with him on. But one of the things that I do appreciate is that he clearly wants to address organizational depth. And it's something that Avila was terrible at, uh, amongst other things. Like that was something that the previous regime just never cared about. They're like, well, if we get two injuries, we're going to be playing Joe Schmo from Burger King. But like, I guess who cares? Like, we're just going to bank on those guys not getting hurt. Like, at least there is a, there's a proactive approach to making sure we're five, six, seven dudes deep even at some positions. And, and catcher has been one. And obviously, if you get a lot of guys that can play a lot of different positions, that can help kind of mitigate that uh, and, and enhance that depth as well, which I think another reason why this organization wants to do it. So the guys like that, like they didn't have prominent roles on the team or whatever, but when we're looking at what the Tigers will do this offseason – Everyone's holding their breath for the big pitcher now that Erod's gone. We'll talk about him in a second. Goodness gracious. Uh, and everybody wants to, you know, talk about the, like, oh, is Matt Chapman going to come here? And, like, who's the, you know, what everybody wants, who's, what's your thoughts on Cody Bellinger? Like, obviously those are the big ones, but um, th there are some, like, I, I want depth addressed too. I, I want to, to go in with somewhat confidence that, like, a, a fringe Major League Baseball player will be playing if we're three injuries deep at a position and it's not going to be some guy in single A that's 27 years old and, and was never supposed to make the major league. So um, just those guys leaving the organization, some similar caliber players will come back in return, obviously. Um, Angel DeJesus, somebody that at one point, there were some people out there that that kind of liked Angel DeJesus and liked what he had to offer uh, on the mound there. So losing him, who else is on here? Oh, Jack O'Laughlin actually had a pretty solid year for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, skipped a level as well uh, and had a pretty solid season. I think that a left uh, or right-handed pitcher rather, but somebody that I think is is somewhat of a, maybe not surprise isn't the right word, but who if the Tigers extended an olive branch to and said, hey, you want to come back on a one-year deal wouldn't be the most surprising thing ever. Uh, Braden Bristow, maybe a similar conversation there. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Obviously, none of these guys are like world beaters and none of these guys were like prominent parts of the organization. The only other thing I want to bring up is that they're losing several catchers. Three, Mario Feliciano, Julio E. Rodriguez, Michael Papirski. Those guys are all have been added to the organization in the last year and a half. So uh, I, I think that it's important to, again, with, with a team that is probably not going to address catcher at the major league level and is three deep, uh, four if you include Donnie Sands. I think they're going to go out there and bring in some more catchers for depth purposes as well, too, just because that's a very grueling position on the body. So, um, yeah. Oh, and then shout out Max Green, man. If you know, you know. Max Green's a dog. Very cool guy. So, um, yeah, hopefully uh, he can find work somewhere as well. Okay, let's get into Eduardo Rodriguez and Spencer Torkelson. Okay, we'll do that right after I find the cool video. I never have it ready. Dang, right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. So we are going to talk about Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, I'll tell you what. I am just so unbelievably tired of this conversation. I really am. I uh, here Here's the report, okay? This, is, uh, this was via John Morosi. Source, left-handed pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez has informed teams that he has no geographic restrictions in free agency. That is encouraging for the Giants and Dodgers who are already active on starting pitchers. 
are already active on the starting pitcher market. Notably, the Dodgers nearly traded for Erod at the deadline. Okay, so everyone's pissed. Uh, I totally get it. Um, he cited the fact that he didn't want to go to the West Coast as a reason to not wanting to be traded, and then now has no geographical geographical restrictions. Goodness, I can't speak. Um, my initial reaction is he still does. That's my initial reaction. And I could be very wrong, right? We could be, you know, three weeks from now, Erod could sign with the Dodgers and, and, and then, you know, everybody's mad again and I understand it and go for it, you know, more power to you. Um, but it also makes zero sense for his agent to be like, Hey guys, we're only going to sign with these 10 teams on the East coast. All right. Have fun. Let the bidding war commence. Like that's, that's, that would never happen. No good agent in a million years would ever restrict their market intentionally. Even if Erod is like, Hey dude, I'm not signing West of the Mississippi, figure it out. His agent is not going to make that information public. So like this report, I almost feel like, and I don't know Morosi. I like John Morosi. Um, obviously he has a lot of ties to the state and, and talks about the Tigers a lot, which I appreciate greatly. Um, I've, I've no ill will or, or hard feelings from Rosie, but I, I feel like this is just like, we're just throwing this out there just to get people riled up. Like, <laughs> like that. this is, this is not new. Like, okay. Are we going to say that about everybody? And I know like, again, like Erod, the reason it's a story is because Erod said and cited that as a reason as to why he vetoed the trade. I, I, I understand it. I, I, I was there for it. I promise. Um, but this is just like, yeah, like obviously his agent isn't going to say otherwise, even if it's true. Like, uh, so th- this report means nothing to me. It, it genuinely from the bottom of my heart, I-, I wish I could for all the people out there that are riled up. I'm not telling you not to be upset. Okay. You, you be a fan, however you want to be a fan. Okay. That's the beautiful thing about, about sports. Um, I- I'm not telling you how to feel. I'm just telling you how I feel. And I wish I could not care about certain, like uh, for the sake of my anxiety, I, 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 and just like the anxiety I live with on a day-to-day basis, I wish I could not care about other things as much as I don't care about this report. <laughs> it would make my life so much calmer if, if I could just like tell my therapist and just be like, hey, is there a way to replicate the amount that I don't care about this tweet? I would do it in a heartbeat to a lot of situations. Okay. Um, So I I hope I've painted the picture of how little I care about this. Uh, But my biggest takeaway is just that I want this to end. I'm so tired of this entire situation. I'm, I'm so tired of all of the, the off the field stuff that has happened uh, with Erod over the last two years. I'm so tired of uh, arguing constantly with, like our own fan base about like how people should feel about like the situation and like whose fault it is, whose fault it is. Doesn't matter. Like I, I am the person, you know, people yell at me all the time because I'm the one that had the trade deadline said it was like, I blame Scott Harris and not Erod. My opinion hasn't like changed just because now he says he's okay. Signing with the Dodgers in November. Like I, I, but it doesn't matter to me. Like whose fault it is, is just such like a finger pointing way to like go about this situation in my head. 
I'm worried about how we're going to replace 150 innings of sub four ERA baseball. That's where my brain's at. I don't care where he signs. He could go sign for in Japan for all I care. He, he could go sign in the KBO. He could go to, to the Twins. He could go interdivision. I don't care. I'm over it. I'm tired of it. I'm I'm done with the situation. I'm so exhausted about constantly being being like it being brought up and it being like something that that everybody has to argue about and everybody has to opinion have an opinion on. I'm I want to wash my hands of this situation and never have to talk about it again. That's my dream. That's what I dream about at night. Never having to talk about Erod ever again. That's where I stand. Okay? <laughs> cool. Hopefully I've articulated my point decently. I, I, I'm, he, he is a, had a good year. He had a very good year on the mound. And the Tigers have to replace that production on the baseball field. Whether that's bringing him back in, which I know some people don't want anything to do with this dude at all. And like, again, fine. More power to you. You think however you want. My brain is solely focused on how to replace his production. Okay, so I'm hoping that this is the last time we have to talk about this nonsense. I genuinely hope. I I, I will I, I will I, I'm I'm praying for that. Please make this be the last time we have to talk about Eduardo Rodriguez report about where he might be okay signing. I mean, goodness gravy. Okay, so I think I've made my point decent uh, and and articulated it decently well there. Um, Spencer Torkelson. Spencer Torkelson won Tigers Player of the Year as voted on by the writers of this beautiful city. And our writers do a fantastic job here. I talk about it all the time. I think we really are. Uh, maybe some people don't realize like how spoiled we are. I, I think we have fantastic a fantastic beat uh, with great guys. Um, I, I think that uh, yeah, I, I really really appreciate the uh, the media in this town and the writers that we do have for the Detroit Tigers. And uh, they voted on Spencer Torkelson to be the Tigers Player of the Year. Um, I was just thinking, you know, I'm wondering who who y'all would have voted for. Is is really I like I'm just fascinated on. I don't think that that was a slam dunk at all. It's not who I would have voted for, and uh, I'm lame, so I don't get a vote. Um, but uh, but I am very curious on who the f- wow that was like a weird accent I just picked up. I am curious on who the fan base would vote for. So please enlighten me on uh, on all of y'all's opinion on uh, on who you would have voted for. Just like Tiger Player of the Year, Torgelson probably would have been like third for me, second or third. My pick would have been Tarek Skubal. And, and I, I know that he only pitched in half a season. I, I don't care. Like, he was comfortably the best Detroit Tiger this season. And I, I know that there's something to be said for doing it over 160 games like Torgelson did versus, you know, half a season. But Torgelson wasn't as good as he was in the second half for the entire season, right? Like, what's the, the difference in value between playing poorly which he did objectively for the first six weeks of the season versus not playing at all for the first two or three months of the season and then playing really, really well versus then playing really, really well. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I, I'm just very interested in, in where you all stand on Tigers player of the year. I would have gone, I would have gone Scooble. Um, he was just so good. He, he was so good. And, and he, 
Uh, I think he was the best player to put on an old English D in 2023. And that's really as simple as it was for me. Um, I also think that Kerry Carpenter had a very, very legitimate argument over Spencer Torkelson, uh, which is why, like, if you're looking for breakout player, it's, it's Torkelson or sorry, it's, um, it's Carpenter or like Tyler Holton. Um, but I think it's Carpenter. Like people really, like we have, we have really forgotten how unexpected this season was from Kerry Carpenter, right? Like how quickly we forget the, the, the perception of Carpenter going into this season. Um, so I, I think that he's pretty much the slam dunk for like, if there was a breakout player of the year, I think it would have been Carp. Uh, but I, I, I probably would have had Carpenter ahead of Torque on my, uh, on my list as well. I probably would have gone Scooble, Carpenter, Torkelson, Erod <laughs> is probably is probably what I would have done there. Um, just <laughs> it's like half a joke. All right, let's let's all let's all have a laugh about it. Um, okay, I think that's all I got for you. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. I appreciate all of you greatly. Uh, I tr- I truly do. This uh, this community that we have for this show, I uh, I love and appreciate so much. And I appreciate the the conversations that we all have together. And I'm very grateful for each and every one of you, genuinely, um, because uh, I I love doing this more than anything. Uh, I love doing this and, and talking to y'all, talking to y'all about ball, baby. Um, so we will be back be back tomorrow. Hopefully, I can speak a little better tomorrow. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch y'all then, baby. Go Tigers.